You're listening to the Your Such a Catch podcast with your host, Aaron, <laughs> whose journey in dating and relationships is on full display for your empowerment, education, and honestly, your entertainment too. Thanks, GQ. Y'all remember my boy GQ from the last episode I dropped, Q&A with GQ? Isn't his voice like butter? Ah. Oh. It seems like it's been an eternity since we last connected. Well, unless you're a member of YSC Unfiltered. I've missed you all. I've been working really hard behind the scenes, lining up some new partnerships I'm excited to share with you. I've been networking and being a guest on other shows. If you want to check out those episodes, you can visit yoursuchacatch.com backslash featured. I was recently on Online Dating Laid Bear to share about my experience speed dating in the UK with my boy, Saberno, and I was also on The Love Pod with Dina and Brian, who are hilarious and also obsessed with reality TV. Love that. I have a new obsession since we last chatted. Oh my gosh, you guys, I cannot get enough. Clubhouse, if you're on, find me, follow me, let's grab a room, let's chat. I'm digging the vibe and the people. It has been great. You can find me there at You're Such a Catch as well as You're Such a Catch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you're a fan of this podcast, you can support a sister through a couple of different ways. First, make sure you subscribe to the pod so you'll be informed when a new episode drops. Easy peasy. If you haven't already, drop a rate or review on your favorite podcast player, feedback fuels my fire. If you've already done these things, thank you. I see you. If you still want to give, you can make a pledge and join the YSC Unfiltered crew like my guy tribe, Angel, Wayne, and Dion. I've also got a strong girl gang with Veronica, Kirsten, Katie, Karen, and a new member, Kelly. Kelly signed up to go study with me, which means she gets a private RSS feed for bonus YSC episodes, YSC stickers, and a tremendous thank you. Kelly and I have been friends since high school. We've done some pretty crazy things together over the years. But the one thing that's remained consistent is our support and belief in one another. She's a real life superwoman with four kiddos and she's making a difference every day as a role model, mentor, and educator. You're a boss babe, Kelly, and you're making a difference with your students in your community and over here in this girl's life. So thank you. All right, guys, if you binged holiday movies like I did this past Christmas, along with my boys, Angel and Dion, then you're going to dig today's guest. Her name is Kate Steinberg. Kate was a love interest on The 12 Dates of Christmas, which streams on HBO Max. The premise, there are three leads, Chad, Faith, and Garrett, who are all looking for love and hoping to make a connection to bring someone home to meet their families for the holidays. Chad, Faith, and Garrett get a new love interest each episode, and they live out a modern-day fairy tale in a castle in Austria with masquerade balls, steamy jacuzzi sessions, and some good old-fashioned dog sledding. (laughs) Think bachelor-ish, but no roses. You get mistletoe if a lead wants you to hang around. The dating experiment showcases diversity with a black leading male and also a male representing the LGBTQ plus community. We like that, HBO Max. Yes, we do. I also love that the finale was filmed right in my backyard in Rancho Palos Verdes at Terranea, a spot I've been to many times and where A.A. Ron tells me all the time I should be ditching the dive bars and hanging out there to find the man of my dreams. Ugh. 
Now to Kate, you guys. If you haven't watched the show, you need to. Kate is us. She's a YSC girl who used the power of manifestation to end up in a castle in Austria engaged to the man of her dreams. Listen to her story with a behind-the-scenes glimpse into her dating life pre- and post-show, how things are going with Chad now, and some nuggets of advice for all of us who are eager to write our own happily ever after. So let's just dive into it. So I mm-hmm. want to know everything about you leading up to this journey. Like I want to know about your dating life pre yeah. 12 dates of Christmas. <laughs> like, and I also want to know what your motivation was in applying. I like, like just walk me through all of that. Yeah. So before going on 12 dates of Christmas, dating was very tough. Like dating was extremely tough for me. I was on all the dating apps. I was like on mm-hmm. Bumble. I was on Hinge, Raya. Like I was swiping them all. I was going, there was a point leading up to the show that I was going on a date like once a week. Mm-hmm. I was getting it set up a lot through friends. That was a big thing. Friends would always set me up and I would say I was so open. It was like open to the point. I just was like, what am I doing? Like, do you have a type? And I did not have a type because there, I was dating everybody under the sun. And the one thing is I just felt like I was, I would never settle. That mm-hmm. would be it. Like if after one date, if I wasn't clicking, I'd be like, nope, nope, nope. And my friends would be like, well, he's so nice, but he's a good job. Like, come on, Kate, like, Kate, like he has this, this and this. And I'm like, but it's just not there. Like, and mm-hmm. it, so I just felt like I was continuously going through just date after date after date. So that was my dating experience. And can I ask, so are your parents still married? What type of situation was growing up for you? And do you feel like you're, are you emulating like that relationship? And and is that kind of like how you had that ingrained? Because I think that's really amazing that you were so intuitive and so in tune with yourself where you're Mm -hmm. like, no, I know my worth. Like I know what I want and I'm not going to settle. Yeah. So my parents are married. They've been married over like 30 years. But growing up though, like I didn't have any boyfriends, no boyfriends in high school, no boyfriends in college. My first kiss came very later in life. It was like a whole thing in college, just like amongst my friends are just like, we're going to get Kate to kiss. And I'm like, (laughs) I was freaking out. Like It was a whole thing. So, and it's just not, I guess like, I was so always focused on like sports and school Mm -hmm. and trust me, there were guys like I liked, but I was, I guess I was shy and looking back, I wish I could tell myself how like you, you're good girl, like go get (laughs) them. But I guess I didn't really discover who I am. I think until Mm -hmm. like my twenties, even like, I would say I started really coming into myself like 25, Okay, finally finding my voice and like what I want and going on dates and saying no and saying yes. Like that's when it started. So when I hear like friends who are like in their early twenties, like all this complicated boy stuff, I'm just like, no, like (laughs) let them go. Like let them go. And and I think you get in this moment where you're like, oh, should I just, you know, like oversee that little tiny red flag? And you witness that in other people. um, And I think it's a lot easier to witness it from the outside than when you're actually Mm -hmm. in it. But I love that you just kind of went with your gut and you just knew and you were like, no, like I have the standard and I'm going to find it. So is that what led you then to apply for the show? So I never actually applied for the show, which is interesting. And so the the show was filmed last year in 2020. Okay. And last February 2020. That's when it was filmed. And 
A couple months earlier, I was in Austria visiting friends in November. I just went out there on a random trip. Like I booked it a week before and I was like, I'm going to go visit my friend in Austria. I have goosebumps right now because I feel like the universe was very much involved here and I love that. (laughs) Exactly. And so I was visiting my friends in Austria. We did a sound of music tour. Um, I remember seeing this castle, my friends and I walking away from this castle being like, I wonder how much it would be to stay in this hotel, thinking nothing of it. I go home that night, couldn't sleep. It's 3 a.m. I'm swiping Hinge in Austria, like located, and I'm just like swiping. And I see this message. I matched with somebody who ended up being a producer at the time who messaged me saying, we think you'd be great for this reality show. If you're interested, let us know. And I remember being like, okay, like, why not? And when I got back to the States, we ended up, they ended up calling me. I went for a couple interviews. After a couple rounds, I found out that I made the show. And then a week before, I found out it was in Austria. Salzburg, uh-huh. where I just was, I go out there and I find out it's the same castle <laughs> yeah. that we took the tour on, and that's where I was going to be staying. Like oh, serendipitous, it's wild. Yes. Oh my gosh, that is totally like a divine yeah. plan for you. Like, yeah, there's no such thing as like coincidence. That is that happened for a reason, and that is so yeah. amazing. I love mm-hmm. that. And so, when you got there, did you know whose love interest you were going to be after? Like, did you know it was Chad? So, when I first walked into the castle, I had no clue who the leads were. Okay. And then, but then once I got on the stage and then, like, I looked over at Chad, I was like, I hope it's Chad and ended up being Chad. And then after that, we had our first date in the library. Yeah. And that's when I, like, honestly, I, like, I fell in love with him there, not to be cheesy and jump right into it, but like, it's not cheesy, girl. No. I am all about the romance and the happily ever after. So, however you yeah. found it, I mean, so the very first time you met the entire cast, including Chad, was when you walked on stage during karaoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I had no clue what I was walking into. I was given a microphone and I knew it was going to be karaoke night. Uh-huh. And they just said like, something's going to be happening. And that was a constant theme throughout the show is just that, you know, you just walk into a room or you just were like, right. something's about to happen. And so you never kind of like knew what was going to happen, but how you reacted in all those scenarios was completely yourself. That is everything you see is just how people were reacting. So when I walked into that room and saw all those people, that was the first time. And when I sincerely asked for a drink, I was like, can I have a drink? Because it was just a lot. It really was a lot. I'm sure it was, but you owned it. You walked in in that like purple sequin, like number, like also like, and I don't know if you're allowed to say, but like, did you come with your own wardrobe or did you have choices or because girl, you were on point. Thank you. Okay. So uh, I did shop for a ton myself. Like okay. leading up to the show, I knew I had to bring stuff. And I was at Nordstrom, I think every single night racking up clothes. I remember being like, oh, like this is fine. Like I would never spend this money, but I just like, I got to have it together. But then when we got there, we had like an amazing stylist who had all the Christmas gear. So I those, love that. she was on top of it. She like had us all looking amazing. Yeah. Okay. Can yeah. I ask also about like hair and makeup? Because your yeah. hair was also like, I love a blowout and I can't really get one right now because all of our salons are closed in LA. And every time you walked out, your hair was like down. Oh. And I'm like, girl, it's snowing out and your hair is fabulous. <laughs> and hair and makeup, thank God, were there. They oh, had my makeup awesome. looking amazing. My hair was snatched every night. Everything was like 
uh, it was a fairy tale out there. It really was like the best experience of my life. God, I love this. This is just so cool. You're like a modern day princess. I love it. Oh, thank you. And you kind of touched on it, like hitting to manifesting. I think you mentioned it earlier, but I would say a lot of this experience, I feel like I manifested it as in like, I kept, um, the, when you manifest, you say no to a lot of things to leave space mm-hmm. for the universe to bring you something better. And I feel like leading up to the show, I was manifesting hard for things. And I kept saying no to things. I kept saying, if what one red, if there was one red flag with a guy, no. If mm-hmm. something was not right with a job, no. Like I just kept saying no to things. And I felt like I truly felt like I was able to bring positivity into my life and like the things I wanted, which like led me to Chad, like I, or led me to like the experience, which led me to Chad because I just never settled. I remember telling all my friends about manifesting last year. I was like in this manifesting kick. Yeah. I mean, so how did you discover manifestation? Because I am a huge believer in that. And it's, and I love hearing this. Like you see, like my listeners can't see, but I am like nodding my head. Like my head is going to fall off my body. But the the funny thing for me and hearing you say this and just kind of like re-energize that within me is I've been able to manifest a lot. The man hasn't come yet. And Mm -hmm. I have a lot of practices that I put into play with this, but walk me through that a little bit, like your journey and, and have you manifested other things in different pockets of your life, like career and that type of thing? Yeah. So I found about manifesting through a friend who told me about this account called To Be Magnetic. And I remember I was like, just feeling really low. It was a low point where I was just like, I don't know what else to do to like start getting what I want. I just felt like I was just like in a rut. And then I discovered this manifesting account. I signed up for this program And she has different programs where you listen to them and you just start to like work on things in like your subconscious brain, working through things that kind of live there, like thoughts and beliefs and dissecting things you learn growing up. It could be something from art class someone told you and you didn't realize how, like how much it impacts you until you think about it. So that, but one of her main points is that during manifesting, like listing all your goals and the whole thing is like, you just you keep saying no to things that aren't serving you. Mm-hmm. And so the universe can bring you something else. And the, and I have some other friends who have done the program and have ma- manifested jobs, careers, a lot of career things in it too. I would say that I manifested my current job. It was, I wrote a list on what everything I want in a job and even down to salary, like you can manifest salary. People mm-hmm. don't even realize because there was other job offers before this job and I kept saying, no, 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 no. And then it finally got to, got me to my dream job, which I absolutely love right now. I'm so happy. I love my team. I love everything about it. And it's just because, and I think that goes for anybody for the smallest things when it comes to like house, like clothes, like anything. I know it's crazy. Right. And I also think right now, like even your energy, like I can tell you're like in a zone and I don't really know what it's called, but like, I know when I'm in the zone too, because like weird things happen and, and Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, cause it's not a surprise. It's like, no, I've been thinking about that or no, this has been like on my goal list or my bucket list or whatever. And it's, coming to fruition and yeah. I'm always like, whoa, but it's like, no, you put the intention out there yeah. and you make space for it. And then it, you know, comes to you. So I absolutely love this. And I did the same thing with the job that I was laid off of when I got that job. Mm-hmm. I made the list, everything down to, I want to look out my window and see a palm tree. And lo mm-hmm. and behold, when that opportunity came, every single thing. It's wild. It's, wild. I, get, I get the chills because 
when you get in that zone and you really have to tune out other people, I think that's a big part of it is because I, there are so many people who are going to judge you, say things or not say things because they don't want to see you succeed. And it's a roller coaster. Sometimes I get sucked into it or other times I'm just like, I focus on myself. And I think that's what a lot of people need to do is just focus on themselves and believe in themselves and like own who they are because there's not, there's not another person like you. There's not another person like me. Like, um, but the difference is sometimes when you listen to those people and they can really bring you down quickly. And oh, for sure. And that can take you quickly out of the zone. You know, another Mm -hmm. thing too, for me is like gratitude. And I have like a daily gratitude practice. So every morning, like I sit down and with my cup of coffee and it's very, you know, simple and kind of basic, but just listing five things that I'm thankful for from either like the day prior or just like in general, you know, so like today might be getting the opportunity to chat with you, you know what I mean? But it's, I think it's really important to also realize sometimes we can get so sucked in with the negative, you know, especially when it comes to like dating, you know, it's really yeah. easy to be like all men are this or, you know, mm-hmm. um, there aren't any good guys left or whatever that narrative is that we kind of build in our head. And yep. it's important to when you do have a good experience, even if it's not like the right person for you to be like, oh, like, you know, it's eye opening and it's good. And it's, it's also good. I think when you, you said you were telling men no, when the mm-hmm. second you, I think that's great for like self self-esteem, self-worth, and then just mm-hmm. also like reiterating, like there's nothing wrong with, and and I don't like the word picky, but just kind of being assured of what you want. And mm-hmm. I love that. That's so great. Yeah. I will say like every bad date I went on taught me something. Every like horrible dinner, every, even people I just had like small flings with and it didn't work out. Or I remember being like, I I thought I had this three month curse on myself. And I was like, I'm never going to get the three past three months with somebody. And it's just because, and it's not because of me. It was just because it wasn't clicking. Like it just, we weren't a match. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that's something I, like, I remember one night, like I came home from a date and I, my, my tights were ripped. I was like seven glasses of wine deep. I remember just looking at myself, me in the mirror and be like, what are you doing? And I remember thinking to myself, there was a time that I didn't think like, I might, maybe I will never get married. Maybe it is just going to be me and my cats. And I, <laughs> and I literally just started thinking like, this is it. Cause I just felt like nothing was working. And then lo and behold, like I got this amazing opportunity to go on a dating show where I met an amazing person and now he's my fiance. Like now, which is wild, like this is (laughs) is really wild, wild, but it's honestly the most, like I can get into talk about Chad all day because he's like, oh my God. Yeah. Tell me girl. girl. I also want to know. So I'm trying to think. So we had Skylar who came on before you and then tell me who, who was next. So yeah, so there was Angel, and then it was Skylar, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, Angel, Skylar, Alexia, Mm -hmm. which you were friends with. What I mean, at least from the show, like it appeared as if you guys like hit it off and you know struck such a good friendship, which I love also because I think it just speaks to your character. Like you were able to do that and form those relationships while you were there, also with the women, you know. That relationship with Alexia was real. Like she really was my friend. Like she was a go-to person where. We would talk to each other. We would make sure that we both had time. Like we never step on each other's toe. It was like, I got your back. You got my back. And it was really like, actually, I will say overall, all the girls were very nice to each other. It wasn't like anything. Everybody was 
pretty like cool like everyone was cool with each other but alexi and i definitely like had a bond in the show yeah then after me it was shannon oh yeah and then it was chelsea and then it was shannon again yeah and then it was yeah we got to talk about that i do want to know so when you have a dating show like this and there's you know like one person that you're trying to kind of like vow for their attention i know like when I look at the male side of things, I think like men are so competitive. Like as a female, did you feel like a competition there? Or I I felt like at least the way you came off, like you were just really kind of like focused on the task at hand. But I want to know kind of too, like what went through your mind? Because mm-hmm. you knew he had already been on dates, be- you know, mm-hmm. before you kind of entered the picture. Like how did that play a role in like your confidence in the moment and you being able to just kind of like still let your wall down and be vulnerable. Yeah. I think you nailed it when you said that it seemed like I was focused because nobody knows how they're going to react in that situation. And I'm also a very like anxious person. I mean, as with the whole world, I have a lot of anxiety and that stuff like can drive my mind crazy sometimes. So actually a really good friend of mine, one of my best friends before I went on the show said something to me that was amazing. She said, you need to go in there and think, why wouldn't he choose me? And I remember her saying that and thinking like, you know what, you're right. Like, like your show, I am a catch. Like there are so many qualities about me. There's only no, like there's only one of me. And that was one of my mindset going throughout the show is just like owning who I was. And so when he was on those other dates, I literally would tell myself, all right, like he has connections with other people, but they're not me. Like Mm -hmm. he's talking to other people or like somebody would come in. Like when Chelsea came in, I remember thinking like, she's stunning. She looks like a model. Mm-hmm. But then I remember centering myself in like a split second being like, all right, she's not me. Get, get it together. Like mm-hmm. there's a, like, and I would focus, I just really focus on the relationship with Chad. And so on the show and also off the show, that's how I think a lot of people should remember, like w- whether you're applying for a job or just like, or I don't know, you get insecure about something. Just remember like nobody's like you and what you have. There's a reason why somebody's talking to you. There's a reason why someone's interested in you. Like, cause, because you got like what you got, someone else doesn't got. So, um, sorry, I feel like a little bit long winded, but that's how that really just kept me like sane throughout the show is just remembering who I was. And that's something I try to carry throughout my life in general. Ladies, when you do meet that man of your dreams, like Kate did, and he drops down to one knee, you say yes. And all of a sudden you're engaged it can be overwhelming. Where do you even start? Voted the number one bridal subscription, the Miss to Mrs. box is full of useful, timely, and trendy items to keep you excited and organized. Brides who have six months or more until their wedding date will start with a let's plan this theme bridal box. The order and themes of each box will be dependent on your wedding date to ensure you get the most useful items and tips at the right time during your planning journey. The Miss to Mrs. box is also a great idea for a girlfriend who's recently engaged. Boxes start at $35. If you go to yoursuchacatch.com backslash partners, you'll find a link to the Miss to Mrs. subscription box and a code to save 30% off your purchase. You can thank me later by inviting me to your wedding and making sure I catch that bouquet. And I'm assuming you watch the show back because I think in the reunion, you guys talk about watching the show back. Was it hard for you to see him like physically with like another woman, like in a kissing scene or something like that? Or was it so like after at the end, like knowing the outcome where you just like, oh, that's hilarious that you guys like had that moment. And I know you had a moment yourself. (laughs) Which I was shocked about. I was like, a lot of people were shocked. So 
okay, so Ch- before, right when Chan and I got off the show, we told each other everything. We had a whole couple, we had a couple FaceTimes just being telling each other everything possible, what mm-hmm. we could see when the show airs. So when, when it did, um, finally air I was with my brothers watching I remember the first couple like kisses I was like ah ah but then by the end of it I knew the outcome I had to keep telling myself I know the outcome I end up with him of course like I don't want to see the kissing nobody would want to see that but I did I truly do realize like he had to go through that experience himself he had just like in the real world dating you have to go on those dates to find your person he had to find it go on these dates to find me he had to realize what he wanted so I mean, I think it just helps like communications key. I will emphasize it enough in relationships because if we didn't have those talks, it would have been a different story, but we like our communicate, like we always are communicating with each other and I trust him. And I don't know, that just made the experience easier. And so, cause he was able to laugh too, when he watched the Tyson situation. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. Like I, I love that about you guys. Can I ask like whose idea it was to just kind of like disclose and just be like, okay, th- like let's put all our guards down because I think that's really yeah. mature of you guys. Like, you know, yeah. to just be like, okay. Cause I have to imagine like, what is the time frame that you're actually there? I mean, we watched it span for a few weeks, but like it, it's pretty quick that you got engaged. So Mm -hmm. in that moment, you're like, okay, now all of a sudden he went from dating other people to like, we're exclusive and now we're engaged. And now it's like, got to catch you up on all this stuff that, you know, you don't know about me yet because we haven't had the time. Yeah. So, um, in full transparency, the show was uh, filmed in February. It ended the beginning of March and, at the end of March, we so went like straight right into quarantine. Before the it was like a week. It's like I come home and a week later, we're in quarantine. But during that time, because it wasn't at the level it was at, they were able to film Garrett and Faith's hometown. And then okay. when it came time to Chad and I, we were paused. So now from March to July, we were not filming. And during that time, which a lot of people don't know, is that we spent every night FaceTiming each other. Like we were on phone our, like every single night. We'd be FaceTiming like up until like the morning almost. Like we did not, I did not sleep at all for a couple of months. Like we were having dates. We were had movie nights together. We were really like, that was the time that we really got to know each other. And I would never ever would want COVID to happen. Like obviously, but like that, like because of COVID and the quarantine, like in that break, that's, that was the time when we really like got super close and, and Chen and I will we talk about it all the time that if the sh- if our hometown was filmed right away, that the engagement, this outcome would have been different. Like if it was just back to back to back. But that time we were able to really like get to know each other and we tried planning visits so many times, but it just for like safety reasons we couldn't get right. to each other. And um so yeah, so then in so then it was like six months and then July we filmed the hometowns and being in California together and we got engaged and it was the best decision of my life. So I, yeah. w- I want to back you up to going to meet his family. Mm-hmm. So I personally loved that whole like exchange because I felt like one, his family was so welcoming. And like, I just remember like seeing the smile on his sister's face and just kind of how she like just radiated. Like it was like she knew before anything had ever, you know, happened, but like you walked in and she just like knew as well as his parents. And I thought they were just so welcoming. So to walk me through all of that, because meeting someone's parents is like a big deal. You're doing it now 
off of a show. And like one of the dynamics that I really like because it's, you know, kind of pertains to my life too, is you guys are an interracial couple and Mm -hmm. I date outside my race a lot. And I want to know, like, have you done that before? Is this new to you? Um, The whole interracial thing? Yeah. So I've dated people outside, nothing serious, but I've gone on dates with people from outside other races. And when it comes to that, I think it, I just truly believe it's like what's on the inside of somebody. It's if your souls connect, that's just what matters. So race has never been an issue. But going back to his family, the most incredible family I've ever met. It was so tough during those times on FaceTime. I could never meet them until we actually met in person. So he would go down to his basement and we would FaceTime all throughout the evening. And so when I met them in person, like I actually came with Christmas gifts for everybody and that first meeting was so important to me because that was the first time I was going to meet his family and a family that I hope I was going to be spending many Christmas with. Uh, I can't even emphasize enough how incredible, like amazing the mom is. The dad is absolutely hilarious. And the sister and brother and sister-in-law, like I, I got lucky with this family, like truly oh like incredible people. They are so down to earth. They made me feel comfortable. I know they always say like, I made them feel comfortable, but I feel like it was like the perfect match. I got very lucky with his family. And, but yeah, when I was meeting them that first time, I actually forgot that the cameras were all around me. I know we were baking cookies, we were eating dinner, but those conversations were all real. When I was talking to the mom or talking to the dad, like I took everything so seriously because I like love Chad and I just wanted it to all work out. Oh my gosh. And then when you got to come to California, so the funny thing is Terranea is like literally like a hop, skip and a jump from me. Um, It's like literally right up the street. Yeah. It's probably like 20 minutes away. Um, So we go there during the summer. So I love that because I was like, when you guys were by the pool and stuff, I'm like, I know exactly where that is. Like I've snuck into that pool. I was like, I know that and that view and it's just so beautiful. And I mean, so that to me, I mean, you went from this magical castle, but then now you're in a beautiful resort. So what was that like? And did you, were you anticipating that he was going to get on one knee? So Terranea Resort was like the best experience. So pretty out there. That pool is phenomenal. But no, that whole time leading up to the final commitment night, I had a thought it would be amazing if he proposed, but I did not want to set myself up for feeling disappointed if he didn't. So I, I thought that like there was a chance he could, but also there things are still so like early for us that he might not. But in the back of my mind, I was, I really wanted him to propose. So when he did, it was just like, perfect. I wouldn't have it any other way. The timing, how he did it was just, was everything. Like I wouldn't change a thing about it. Oh, well, I love it too, yeah. because now you can go back and you can like rewatch it and like relive that moment. I mean, you can relive like your whole like story, which is so phenomenal and not many people can do. Um, but you know, you were at least in my mind. So, so it's funny. I, um, I had a group of, of guys, uh, straight and, and gay that I was mm-hmm. like, wa- not watching the show with, but I was like, we were watching the show and then texting each other and 
all of us were like, hands down, you're our favorite. Like <laughs> we, we, we just really, I, I think that just came through like your spirit. You're just so genuine. Like at some points, I mean, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I was like, you were like a little awkward, but like, I love that yeah. about you because I'm Literally. awkward too, you know? And I mean, so you said that the cameras like in the scenes when you were visiting with his family didn't play a role. Did they at any point in time? Because I feel like you just kind of showed up like, hi, I'm Kate. Like, this is me. Yeah. Like you wrapped. I- <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So th- no, that was completely it. Like I, and in every single scene, like I would forget that cameras were there. I know I look back and I, and I do think I was like a little awkward here and there, but I'm like, Oh, well, like that's me. Like that's, but I that's love how it. it is. I, I love it. it. I'm happy. I can look back at the whole experience and know that that was me. I don't regret anything. I said every step along the way is how I am. And it, you watch our love story unfold. Mm-hmm. And I will say I never, before 12 dates, like I never thought you can meet somebody and fall in love so quickly, but it's amazing when you do meet the right person, how like you will know and things will click and it just feels right. And I never knew before this experience what that felt like. I didn't even know that existed until like I met him. He's truly like changed my life for the better. Like, Yeah. That's so awesome. Now, what did your friends and family say when you were like, okay, this worked. I've met a man, a man of my dreams. He dropped to one knee. I'm now engaged. Like, what did they say? And did any of them kind of question his intentions or anything? Or were they just like so solid in you and your character and your decision making that they're like, oh, wow. This yeah. So complete truth. No one's questioned. Um, the first people to know were my family. My brothers were freaking out because they were obsessed with him. My brother and sister-in-law were, my brothers are, they love him so much. My parents were so ecstatic because once you meet Chad, he is just like, he's incredible. Like he's so genuine, caring, like down to earth. Like he, he has this energy that draws you in. So although some people might say that this is so early, but it, I think once you see us together and you see how happy we are, it just, it makes sense. So of course, when people watch reality TV couples, like when things are so early, people could question. But I think if you know us and you see our connection, then it makes sense. And no, and then my friends found out during the season finale. So Uh that was a big secret. So truly we had to keep it secret. So, and everyone's really excited. Lots of friends have like sent champagne bottles and lots of congratulations and everyone's just excited for him now to move here to Chicago and a couple of my close friends have already met him absolutely like love him and so once this pandemic we could all like safely see each other I'm excited for him to meet like everybody oh that's awesome so so you guys aren't currently like living together yet no in February he's coming to Chicago so I'm very grateful for him yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. And have you guys talked about, not to rush you, but have you talked yeah. about like, you know, when you want to start a family and all those things, like what the kind of like future holds for you? No timeline right now. I, I, the next step is just moving in. We just want to move in. We want to enjoy this time. Then after that, we'll, we can start talking about a wedding. But right now it's just, it's been a, like a very eventful past year. And now that we're engaged, we just want to like enjoy this time. And I'm happy we're both on the same page. We're both pretty chill in that sense. So I don't have any Pinterest boards waiting. Nothing needs to be done. Like wedding dresses <laughs> or rings. Like it's all good. Like, honestly, I just want to like 
get in yeah. get into like a new place and I'm excited You're like, I want to freaking go grocery shopping with him <laughs> and do like like I want to go for a jog like I want to do all the things that like we yeah haven't been able yeah. to do I mean I totally get that like all the little things and it makes totally total sense to me um, exactly. <laughs> that's so funny like it, it's just so wild what a difference a year can make or like mm-hmm. one little experience that just like the trickle effect behind it like I have a girlfriend who she met a man on an app and within a year they dated got engaged mm-hmm. um, you know planned a wedding got married and got pregnant and then like just recently they bought the house together so like it can happen and when it does it like can. Yeah. And like you said, it, when you know, you know. And and it's funny mm-hmm. because I've been married before and I was very young and I like, God, if I, you know, 2020, if I like vision, if I would have known in hindsight, you know, what I know now, like it would have been such a different story. But like now it's just mm-hmm. part of my journey. But I want that feeling because I think you know, innate in my gut, like I knew it wasn't right, but like mm-hmm. I got a little bit deep into it, you know, when you're like stuffing the invitations that you, you like, you yeah. can't. Like, yeah, it's, no, it's kind of person to be like, pump the brakes. This isn't right. And I, I didn't go with that feeling. So um, that's one thing that's still resonating with me is just how mm-hmm. well you knew yourself and how well you knew like exactly what you wanted. I mean, I, yeah. I love that. So for your, for your girlfriends that are still single and like my listeners, myself that mm-hmm. are still single, like what advice do you have for us? Like we're, we're over here on a nap. We're not in the castle. We're not wearing yeah. like fancy clothes being styled by somebody. I mean, God, I wish I was, but um, you know, like knowing what you know now after this experience and knowing mm-hmm. like that your Chad was out there, like, you know, what, what little nuggets can you drop us? I would say that never settle. Do not settle. Even if you want to look past the little red flag or if something feels wrong or off or just just move on. Say no, move on because the moment you move on, you're going to you're raising your worth. You're raising your self-worth. Every time you say no to something that's not serving you, you're going to own your self-worth a little bit more. So even if you don't feel hopeful right now, or you feel like oh, I'm never going to meet anybody, trust me. Like if you just stay true to who you are, own who you are, like raise your self worth. Like you're, it, it's going to come. And I trust me. 2020 going on a reality show in a castle was not one of my goals. That was not on my list. But it's crazy how quickly life can change. So stay hopeful. I, I think we see it like day to day. Like things change very quickly. And I love what you said about grad too, just being grateful for the things you have and always checking in with that. And yeah, I just, I mean, just stay hopeful, I would say, but gratitude is always a good thing too. Sometimes it's so easy. Sorry, this is a different tangent, but sometimes it's easy to just always want more or compare and, and, mm-hmm. and it's hard sometimes not to realize what you always have, like what, what you have right now sometimes just enough but that was a different tangent well that's okay it's a good tangent to have because I mean I I think it's so important too and one of the things I've tried to kind of change my perspective on is instead of looking at being single as a burden Mm -hmm. like what's wrong with me oh my gosh I'm still single da 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 like focusing on like all I'm able to do right now while I'm single so that when I do meet the right person you know just like your life is about to shift and change like I'm sure there's things that you do because you're independent right now that you're going to have to you know morph and pivot with and and it's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit of a adaptation which is which is fine but like you know while you have that freedom or whatnot like 
take advantage of it. Like do the things that you want to do because your life is about to change and you know, you're melding Mm -hmm. with somebody else and that's comes with compromise and a lot of other things. And I think oftentimes, you know, when you're single, you just focus on like the lack thereof versus the, oh my gosh, this is a time to learn more about myself or, you know, maybe challenge yourself a little bit, do something that's outside your comfort zone. I mean, going to Austria to a castle was outside your comfort zone. I mean, you know, and, and you, you're like almost rewarded for putting yourself out there and, you know, just saying yes to the opportunity. Oh, I just want to add, like you're talking about like being single is not a burden. And I remember during one of my breakups over five years ago, I went through a breakup and I remember being like, what what do I want to do? And I remember it being like, I want to try out for an NHL ice crew team, but I didn't know how to ice skate. I found a friend who taught me how to ice skate. Then I ended up making the team, which now become like, and I did not know how to ice skate at all. And then I, I ended up making the team and I taught myself, but and I met some of my sisters and best friends now. And basically just like situations that seem horrible, you can really turn into positive things and taking this time, you could, whether you're single or not, but when you're single, just owning it, like owning it and figuring out what you love and your passions and it all just, everything you do, whether it's a failure or it's a success, like it leads up to where you need to go. Some of my worst failures have, have ended up being my big like success later because I've learned from stuff, like mistakes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that too. Okay. Yeah. So tell me, did you get to meet Natasha while you were there? Uh, no, we didn't. But her um, narration was fun, like so Phenomenal, good. Phenomenal, right? Like yeah. uh, I would sometimes rewind and replay because I was like, did she just say that? And I was like, yes, oh, she did. It was so good. Like the, on top of like the scenes, like I remember walking away in the snow and like one of her scenes was like, he must love my cat rap. I just can't rap. He has to love my cat rap. And I remember like watching that over and over. She just added to it. She, she killed it. And then Shangela during the reunion. Yes. Uh, oh, her hosting is just so good. So good. Like, Can I have an ounce of your speaking skills? Like, I know. I know. She, yeah. Plus she was like fab, like everything. Yes. Yes the dress, the hair, the mm, everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with anybody else besides obviously your fiance, like any of the other cast members? Yeah. We all talk to each other. We all, oh, you group. Do? Oh, yeah, we yes, also I talk to each that. other like daily. I message like Jose the other day and like Dom and I still talk to Alexia Shannon, like everyone. We're all a really close group. And I know that once this pandemic's over, we're all going to go Airbnb somewhere oh, and God. watch season two, which is going to come out next next season. Oh, there is a so, season two. I'm yes. so excited about that. You just like mm-hmm. made dreams come true. Yes. I'm so pumped. That is amazing. Does any, can yeah. you tell us, does anybody make a second pass at the castle? That I don't know. I okay. would love to see it though. I would oh my love gosh. No, to I, see oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I was a little bummed that, you know, Garrett didn't find love, yeah. but I will say, I mean, so I do have a gay husband. I actually have mm-hmm. like a lot, a lot of gays in my life and him and his journey and him bringing all the guys back to, um, you know, his mother's house. That was very touching for me. And I thought like, it was just such a great moment and and watching her be so receptive and just take everybody in and just be mm-hmm. so happy to, you know, be able to share that, that Christmas, you know, traditions and everything with them. Like, I just thought that was really nice. And I'm, I'm glad it spun that way. Although I would have loved to have watched him get a good connection and, and find someone as well. Yeah, I, I wish so too. But that hometown though really was like, 
amazing to see. I loved like the, the story with like the mother and Steven and there's just a lot of touching moments in there. So even though he didn't like bring somebody home, I think in the end there was a bigger blessing and more love that came out of it than yeah. bringing somebody home. But um, Garrett's going to find somebody. He's oh. out there. He's a hot guy. So oh he's going to find somebody. Yeah. If if I had the text with the flame emojis, like every jacuzzi <laughs> scene, I was like, okay, you guys calm down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. so good. Oh, I'm so excited that there's going to be a season two that just yeah. made my day. Thank you so much for that. Yes. Well, yes, well yes. I have definitely enjoyed chatting with you. Like you are everything I envisioned you to be. If my my listeners want to find you, follow you, watch your journey unfold. And I like, I mean, I hope also, like, I, I feel like you guys aren't private people. So I hope also if like HBO is like, Hey, would you want your wedding? Like for the world to see, <laughs> I would hope you would say yes, because I would love to watch that. <laughs> I'll consult with Chad before I answer that, before I say anything, but that would be pretty cool. And then if people want to follow me or watch, see photos of Chad and I, my Instagram is it's Kate Steinberg. And then my TikTok is it's Kate Steinberg. If you scroll down, I have a lot of single videos. That's how I started was no just making way. a lot of single videos. And some of them like kind of like got took off. And that's how I kind of got like a baby following on there. So. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing. I'll have to check yeah. it out. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. Like you are the true epitome of a you're such a catch gal so thank you so much i appreciate it this is fine you're awesome thanks for tuning in to you're such a catch isn't kate adorbs she's a great follow on tiktok too like she said <laughs> you will not be disappointed i promise so we're all in sync, not like getting our periods at the same time, but you know, all in sync on our calendars. New episodes are dropping again every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Follow me the rest of the days of the week at You Are Such a Catch or join my members only community at youaresuchacatch.com backslash unfiltered. See you there. Bye guys. Bye.